I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you quite content to take a slight back seat and be that secondary role, that good friend role? I don't really like the idea of back seat. I don't know... <laughs> just not a word that no that was the fucking best answer ever <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to vicky paxton the secret to this week i am joined by none other than fashionista reality star and made in chelsea queen it's ruby adler everybody Woo! Uh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. A bit nervous. Don't be nervous. I feel like this is the beauty of doing this over Zoom. And I know, like, yeah. since, you know, COVID restrictions have, 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 like, relaxed and everything, people are doing these in studios. But I actually feel like you get the best out of someone over Zoom because I don't know about you, but I'm just in the kitchen and I'm chilled out and having a nice time. And I think that's when you are, like, your best self, you know, and you're relaxed. Yeah, most relaxed. Yeah, I'm in my kitchen too with a lovely little coffee. <gasps> so, sun shining. Dreamy, dreamy. Do you know as well, I was just talking to my producer mate and I was like, this is no, no fault of our own either. Like, I don't actively campaign for any certain type of guest. I welcome everybody here and so do me guests. We love a proper broad spectrum. But you're actually, apart from our first ever episode, which was Jamie Lang and Sophie, um, and it was my first one, mate, so I was so nervous and I was so crap. And Jamie ended up like, because he's like a podcast pro, isn't he? He ended up fucking practically taking over. And it was like his pod and I was just a guest on it. So I don't think since then we've had anyone from Made in Chelsea. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I quite like that. No, me too. It's such a change of pace for our listeners. And I also feel like you're pretty much like popping my Made in Chelsea cherry. So fucking well done, that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Be gentle with his roots. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> Um, obviously, so anyone who watches Made in Chelsea will be so, so familiar with you, mate. Um, you joined, when was it last season? So I've done, I joined, I call it COVID Chelsea because I don't really know Chelsea pre-COVID. Um, I joined sort of just before we went into lockdown. Mm. Yeah, so this is my, I'm about to do my fourth series. So I've had three series, three full series, yeah. And so you're saying it's predominantly been done through COVID. So now, like, the world's opened up. You're going to be going on all of your fancy trips again, I'm sure. Are you excited? Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I think that's kind of, you know, that's one of the perks of the show. You know, you get to travel. You get to go to amazing places with all your friends. I mean we might be doing a really fun summer trip who knows quite soon definitely are like I remember what because right so when I first started doing Geordie Shore which of course was like fucking something like 15 years ago now which I actually 
hate saying out loud and has made me God, I've made my head go into a bit of a spin when I realise how old I am. But yeah, so when we first started doing it, Made in Chelsea just jumped, like came on the scene at the same time. And like we were constantly getting asked about it, you know, like, and so did Towie, you know, it's like a trifecta yeah. of reality. It all started at the same yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Like burst onto the screens. And I remember we, I was really bitchy about it, which is probably no surprise to anybody listening. And everybody was like, so Made in Chelsea started, like, what do you think? Do you think it's as good as Geordie Show? Like journalists were savage back in the day, you know, they're much nicer now, hashtag be kind and all that. But they were like, do you think they're better than you? Do you think the girls are pretty? I used to ask all these questions. And I remember one saying, right, and this was such bullshit because I love the show. I remember saying, I think it's boring. I'd rather, rather watch me dad get out the bath. No, really, I was lying, mate, because, and I was, it was such a defence mechanism, I was such a... No, 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 yeah, I get that. ...toxic little child back then, but trust me, mate, when I say I was obsessed with the show, and I used to love your summer trips, like, all your winter ones to, like, the fantasy, wherever you went, I thought it was real escapism, like, and as well as a a lass who'd grown up in, like, working-class Walls End, these trips and things were so outside of my realms of imagination, it was lovely to watch. And I don't know, I, I found the glamour of Made in Chelsea super appealing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and do you think that's what, like, do you think that's what people are watching Made in Chelsea for? Like, do you think they're watching it to see your gorgeous, glamorous outfits, the beautiful handbags, the amazing trips? I think so. I think people watch it for all aspects. I think you become invested in, you know, in people and characters and uh, your situations and you feel like you know them but I think with Made in Chelsea what's so beautiful about the show and so great is that you know people watch it for the glamour and the outfits like you said and the trips and the locations and where are they where are they having a drink that looks amazing I want to go there and it's that part of escaping your day-to-day you know people's sort of like day-to-day you know mundane life and it's that that's their hour of you know I can switch off and I can you know pretend I'm part of that world for a moment which I think's quite fun and that's what I think TV should be you know like my sister often has a go at me she's like oh you seen this or you seen that and it'll be some fucking harrowing documentary about like the state of Syria and I'm like I'm not (laughs) ignorant Laura by any stretch of the imagination but no I fucking haven't because if I get one hour of an evening to watch a bit of TV you best believe I'm going to watch something where somebody's having a nice time or somebody's making me laugh or somebody's chucking a drink at someone else like I just want to relax and unwind and have a bit of entertainment like I don't want to be reminded about the state of the world sometimes you know and how heavy the world is totally I mean one of my favorite channels is TLC I love every single show they commission I'm just like I can sit and watch TLC all day long because I feel like it's just like (laughs) it's escapism it's bit of toddler toddlers and tiaras who what's not the love tiaras (laughs) love after lock up all of it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god me and you would have such a great little movie night I feel really we really would (laughs) um so this series tell us a little bit about your journey this specific series or as a whole this one that's out at the moor and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of your past dramas because don't worry I am dying to get the goss (laughs) I think this series is quite nice because I think in I feel like I'm not personified as someone who's just in a relationship or just gone through a breakup and it's more like you get to see Ruby which I think is great um a lot of girls and guys will be able to relate you know my friends are going my friend one of my best friends on the show is going through something quite savage and I'm in a position where I have to tell her some information that I know and it's one of those do I don't I what do I say I've been told not to say anything 
but morally you just you know show aside yeah. you do the right things by your girlfriends yeah. oh, you've um, got you have to we have to be we have to stick together girls so, before guys chicks before always guys. all of it totally um but i mean but this series as a whole i think that there's been a lot of growth in me as a person i'd like to think mm. some may differ um <laughs> and I, you know what i really enjoyed this series i had a lot of fun with it it was you know you have series that you, you feel emotionally a harder than others and feel heavier than others but this series was was great it was fun you know it was the build up to summer we you know we had summer on the horizon we were thinking you know are we going away aren't we going away the weather was getting warmer we were all in a good place like we'd all just come out of sort of lockdown feels we were filming in London again and it's been great I'm excited for everyone to watch it I think like it's really interesting like you obviously came in the show as Reza's girlfriend and then there was loads of drama between yourself and him and Miles and whereas as a fan of reality tv that shit is brilliant you know like we lap it up everyone loves to take a side everyone loves to have an opinion everyone loves the drama but as someone who has been on reality tv I know that sort of situation is often really difficult exhausting and just downright punishing so if yeah. I can understand how lovely it must feel to be on TV, to be making the show when there's no real conflict in your personal life. Yeah, for sure. And is it just a totally different experience where you're just able to be Ruby? You're not someone's girlfriend. You're not someone's love interest. You're actually just showing this real side of you. I think so. I think that was really nice. Like, you know, I in terms of my personal relationship, I didn't we were in a much better space than we have been previously. So I didn't feel there was a much, you know, as much heat on us mm. because, you know, they do, they follow everything, you know, like you would know, like everyone knows and, you know, the highs and the lows, the trials and the tribulations, all of it. And when we were just in, you know, ha- have been in a great space, it was nice to be able to not have that focus on us in that sense and be able to, you know, be me, be out with my friends, show a different side of me that people hadn't been able to see as such. So that was definitely one of the positives I feel like I can take back from the series just gone because it can can get hard. I, I know, like, honestly. It really hard. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's, but then there's, there's this, like, the nature of the beast with reality TV is, it's, it's quite a difficult one. I often used to think, like, when you're happy when your relationship is is good, there's no um, problems, no drama, it's actually very boring for people to watch. And I used to feel like you almost almost worry about your place, your importance, your relevance on that show, yeah. whatever one it is, if it's Joy Shaw, Made in Chelsea, Tawi. And we've all seen these seemingly really happy couples get cut, get cold, because they're not bringing that fire anymore. Yeah. And did you, do you feel that pressure? Do you think, oh my God, now I'm, now I'm not part of like some toxic love triangle. Am I relevant? Or do you just think, you know what, I bring enough to this table to be myself, to be something else without having to be like caught up in some love messy love romance I do you know what it's such a good question I, I go through waves of feeling that for sure you know I'm like this is my job and I need to keep my job yeah. but you know I'm me and I am at peace with just being honest with myself and, and and trusting the process in a way and you know if I get put in some love triangle because that's just what's going on then so be it. If I'm just in a really stable, happy place in my relationship and, you know, maybe I'm not as present, then so be it. So I feel like I'm just, 
I try to not think too far ahead because otherwise I end up getting myself into, oh my God, what am I doing? Am I, am I, am I, am I relevant? Yeah. Am I present enough? You know, and I think that I've definitely experienced that for sure. Um, but I think after, you know, a couple of good series now, I'm, I'm kind of just trying to, trying to just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, and almost because you have had the heat on your rubes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you quite content to take a slight back seat and be that sort of more like that secondary role, that good friend role? That like, are you are you chill? Are you still like, nah? I still want some. No, I still want I some limelight. You don't really like the idea of back seat. I don't know. <laughs> it's just not a word that. No, I mean. No, that was I the kind of be... best answer ever. <laughs> no, I quite like being at the forefront of it all. Good I for mean, you, get in the mix, yeah. Nick. Yeah, but I'm also aware that you know it's not like that all the time. You have you can have a great series, and you can have a series where just naturally you're not in the midst of things, and you know someone else will have a bigger series. And I think that that is great because then you can explore, you know, those different people and their situations. But you know, am I at this moment in time happy to just like you know? let someone else take the lead I don't know maybe not do you know what mate honestly I forget when I'm talking to you and stuff that you're 25 and the idea of like drama to me or like sort of having a row with me fella or like listening to me mates whinge about this all of that like gives gives me it makes me anxious I'm like oh shit but actually when I was 25 like I thrived off it mate it's so it's such an integral part of your 20s of growing up it is the ups and downs it is the highs and lows it is to a certain extent toxicity so fucking you do you girl smash it have another brilliant series I'll be watching like I'll be watching loving it I don't know who I'm kidding like I will be using my one hour of tv a night for this trust me (laughs) I love that I love that Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I think it's often hard to come into a show that's already really established um yeah. I know I, I was like the first person to ever walk into Geordie Shaw and actually in retrospect I wasn't all that nice to some of the girls who came in after and um, which I obviously deeply regret Jesus Christ um but like I've mentioned loads of occasions, I wasn't as evolved as I am now. I was quite young and a bit of a knobhead, actually, just a bit of a knobhead. Um, but I wanted to know from like the different side of that last, like, because I think I would have really struggled to come into a show that was ha- had such a fan base, that had such like strong characters already. Was it difficult, Rubes? 
do you know what? In, yes, it was. But, you know, Made in Chelsea is such a prestigious show. It's it got such a solid fan base. It's going for, been going for over 10 years. And, you know, like, I was a bit like, you're a little old me. Like, well, really? Do you sure you want me? Like, um, and it was daunting. But I think in some aspects, you know, I knew my boyfriend was on the show and a lot of my closest friends, I kind of grew up with it, as in friends being on the show. So my best friend's Sam and Zara were on the show at the time. Um, that was my first series I did when she was, you know, going through her problems with Sam. And, you know, a lot of my other friends, I've known, you know, Tiff and Habs and Melissa and Emily Blackwell. So I didn't come on not knowing anyone. No, you and I think it would have been position. Yeah. So I think that that would have helped. I think if I had literally just come on as maybe just Reza's girlfriend, not knowing anyone, then I think it would have been a lot more daunting. And I, I can't even imagine. I think I always, you know, props to those people that come on just not knowing anyone like that must be really scary. But I was in a position where I did, I I, I felt like it was a real safe space. And I, have, I felt like I had friends around me. So I didn't feel sort of alone in that aspect. That's really nice. And then so obviously everyone's been super welcome and you knew most of the people anyway. Yeah. Um, has there been any friction? Like, is there someone who you think to yourself, I could quite happily never fucking film with you again and I'd be a very happy bear? The silence tells me there definitely is. <laughs> I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to think. Do you know what? I've been lucky in the sense that there's no one at this present moment that I... I'm like, oh my god! If I get my filming details, I'm like, I hope I'm not with you. Yeah, yeah. That's quite nice. You know, we've I've had my conflicts with people for sure. I think we all have, and it's reality TV, mate. It's reality to, TV. Yeah. They don't want to see we're sitting around sipping green tea and like. Who wants to see that? I wouldn't want to tune into mm, that. Um, I actually probably would these days. I'm that boring. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> I'm really old and boring now, Rubes. I swear. I swear. I've no. changed. <laughs> so no so there's nobody particularly you totally understand the nature of the game I like yeah. that I like yeah. that and for everybody listening who is huge reality TV fans like I and that is myself included I often feel like each one each show has its own individual foibles the way things yeah. are done like we got used to get taken away from all our friends and all our family put in a house which was actually a warehouse on the bank of the oh, river wow. Tyne yeah no word of a lie I remember watching yeah. I, I, I was a massive fan like back in the day like I really was you must have um, been like I remember the warehouse <laughs> no I like I, I, and it was always on repeat yeah. and then it was like on for years and I don't know if I watched it like necessarily when it was <laughs> But yeah, it was. So it was really hot in the summer, like because it was just yeah. essentially a fucking like corrugated iron house and really cold in the winter. We had flies, yeah. we had rats. It was absolutely gross, mate. And I mean, it obviously didn't look like that on the camera. It looked incredible. No, they made it look yeah. amazing. Like some old, like old school New York loft, but it was not. We didn't get our phones. There was no chance we could sort of stayed run-ins. Like we were all together all the time. Like I kind of wondered about the dynamics of Made in Chelsea. It's always fascinated me because you get to go home to your family every night. You get to keep mm -hmm. your phone. You Do you have yeah. sched scheduled filming hours? Like do you get a message in the morning that sort of says, you're filming with Sam Thompson the day? And it's going to be about X, Y, and Z. But other than that, freestyle, or is it just literally like I need to know, mate? Basically, like how much is how does it work? Yeah, yeah, how much of it is contrived, and how much of it is generally like this is just our this is this is the goss in Chelsea. So it's a it's a difficult one. So 
so when we film in London, so during COVID, we were due to the bubbles and the restrictions, we were all put within a house out of London and we lived there for like three months. Like Chelsea um, Big Brother. Chelsea Big Brother. That's what I say to everyone. It was like very Big Brother ass. Yeah. Um, but when but that was obviously, you know, that wasn't like the, the norm. So when we're filming here in London, I get sent a call time and a location and I don't, I don't know who I'm filming with. I might have an inkling to because of what's going on in my life. Have I said something mm. to someone? Have I argued with someone? Yeah. Um, and then I literally just turn up and I, you know, they keep you away from who you're filming with. So you ne- you'll get to the location, but you can't see who it is. You're with one producer, they're with another producer. And then you literally do just walk into a scene. Um, in terms of like, you know, it's hard to obviously make plans whilst I'm filming because I'm contracted to them during the however many months. So day by day, I could just be told you're filming tomorrow. And that's how off, that's how last minute it naturally is. They own your ass. They really do. <laughs> but you know, I can't. I you know, I, I've kind of at the beginning it was all a bit like, oh my god, I, my life is in someone else's hands. Mm. But I feel like you know, I've now just become accustomed to it, and, and I quite like the you know the the thrill of it all. Weirdly, I think, like honestly, like anything, whether it's like a nine to five and you adapt to the routine, or whether it's something more unpredictable like this, yeah. you adapt. We're pretty strong like that as human beings. Um, totally. I'm I'm about to start, and I can't say too much about it, but a, pretty much my first time job ever as an adult. Like, obviously, I went on like I went on to Geordie Shore as twenty two. Like found at twenty one, twenty two, wow. was on it by twenty three, and I'm thirty five this year. Which, again, like I don't know why I start talking about these numbers, Ruby. They just depress me. But yeah, and I've never had any sense of like predictability. My whole life has yeah. been fast paced and and rushed and really exciting, and I've loved it. But I'm really excited, you know, to have like a bit of normality. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, That's exciting. No, really exciting, mate. And like, really I exciting. can't wait till I can start talking about it properly, but I just don't want to yeah. jinx it. So, yeah. No, so, no fingers crossed. Thank you. Um, th- we've talked about all the amazing things that have come from like being on the show, and I know it's been super exciting for you. You've become a fan favourite, one of mine. I'm absolutely buzzing Aww. to have you on. But there must be some downsides um, to life in the spotlight, so to speak. What's been the worst thing that's come about being on Made in Chelsea for you? I think social media. I think it's so prevalent in all our lives. And I think, you know, whatever you say and whatever you do, there is, I've learned that there will be someone that doesn't agree with that. Um, and I think at the beginning, you know, I, I found it really difficult to deal with that. And I remember my friends who back in the day used to be told, oh, you know, I'm getting all these messages online and they don't like the way I look, they don't like what I said. And I used to be like, well, just ignore it because who cares what like Susan from Norwich has to say? So just ignore it. But when it's you and then you're receiving that, I think it's, you know, it's, it hits differently. Um, But with that, you know, I am lucky that I do, yes, I get nasty messages when I'm in the public eye, we all do. But with that, I do get, you know, some lovely messages and I do have a great fan base. And I I do like to remind myself that in some ways it, it evens itself out. And that is just the life that we're in. No one's made me do this. So I don't want to then just sit there and, and complain about the darker side of social media because with that comes so many amazing positives because it's given me a career, you know, I make great money through Instagram and but it's it's hard because we're all human and, and no one wants to hear 
nasty things about themselves. Honestly, Rubes, I think that's so diplomatic. But, you know, if you ever wanted a whinge, this podcast's the place to do it. I fucking <laughs> love a whinge. Our listeners are so, so, like, so patient. They're so understanding. They get it. Like, I say in life, you can't have light without shade. And yeah. it's just so true. Like, yes, I love my life and I'm so grateful for the amazing things I get to do. And I echo so many of your sentiments. But actually, like, I don't think anyone should have to put up with being, like, um, verbally abused. Like, I wouldn't no. just, I would not walk into a restaurant and tell someone that I think they look, like, they're my server, that I think they look fat. I wouldn't walk into um I don't know, a bank and call the teller a slag. Like, these type of things are fucking mental to me to get my head around. Yet people think nothing of approaching my workplace, which essentially is Instagram and doing the same thing. So, listen, lass, like, I understand. It's it's such, like, especially when you just burst on the scene with it, it's such a baptism of fire. Um, oh, God, yeah. But it sounds, it is. It, is, it sounds as though, like, you've really learnt to, to take the good with the bad. And it's, totally. You know, I, I think so. It's the best way to do it as well because um, th- there's this. I quote this all the time. But there's this fella. Have you ever heard Baz Luhrmann's um, "Wear Sunscreen"? No, I don't think I have. No, oh, really? You should listen to it, right? Because it's my favorite thing to listen to whenever I'm feeling like a little bit was me and a bit down and a bit sad. And um, it's basically Baz Luhrmann, the big director. He gives his um, like lessons, some advice, things he's learned, and some of them are really funny. And it all, it all revolves around wear sunscreen, basically. That's what he goes back to. But one of the things he says is, keep your love letters and throw away your bills. And I sort of feel like it's a great lesson for life. Like, we can yeah. sit on Instagram and often scroll past all these lovely comments from super well-meaning, kind people who want to know where your dress is from or who thought you were great in that show or loved your outfit or love, love your relationship with whoever. And we'll just scroll past you know, mm-hmm. just letting it wash over with. But the one thing that sticks into in my memory is the person who's cruel, the person who's mean. And yeah. it's, I don't know if it's like human nature to search for that negativity or what. But um, I feel like we could learn a lot from Basil Ehrman. Keep those lovely I agree. comments. I like that. I love yeah. that quote. That really resonates with me, actually. Oh, well, I'm so, I'm so pleased it does. On that note, mate, I am desperate for a wee, so I'm going to nip to the toilet. And can I have you back in part two? Yeah, of course. I'll yeah. see you soon. Love ya. 